BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. TJ stopping at the free throw line, lobbing it up for the only child who reaches back and hammers it home. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars, man, they have a big one. They welcome in the St. Mary's Gales to the Marriott Center. Now, the Cougars, they're coming off an impressive 107-80 victory over Pepperdine two nights ago in Provo. Jake Toulson was fantastic. He scored 25 points, including a career-high seven threes. And honestly, the whole team was on fire from the perimeter, tying a program record with 17 made threes. If you followed this team throughout the season, hot shooting has been a staple of this basketball team. And they're going to need it again tonight because the Gales are also a fantastic shooting team. And as we remember, BYU lost in Moraga several weeks ago in overtime, 87-84. to That was the first game after Yoli Childs had his finger injury, so he did not play in that game. BYU had a good chance to win. They were able to keep things close, push it to overtime but just fell short. And when we're talking about the Gales, you have to bring up Jordan Ford. The guy is absolutely dynamic. He's averaging 21 points per game, but you also can't forget Malik Fitz as well as Tanner Krebs. And I know Krebs suffered a leg injury two nights ago in their game. I have not seen official word one way or the other whether or not he is going to play in tonight's game or not. You would think even if he plays, he would certainly not be 100%. The good news is, BYU is close to 100% as they can be. Yoli Childs back in the game tonight. As I mentioned, not in the first matchup. Getting Yoli back tonight in Provo against his team, that is going to be a big, big factor to say the least. Now, beating St. Mary's would be a massive boost to BYU's postseason resume. Plus, the Gales are a game ahead of BYU in the WCC at 6-2, and two, and obviously they have the first win between these two teams. And getting to Vegas as one of the top two seeds is the goal, knowing that you get a bye. So this is just a mammoth game for both teams. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer that BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. It's time for tonight's pregame interview. Tonight, you're going to hear from assistant coach Cody Feger. I talked with Coach Feger in his office yesterday, and I asked him if even he and the other coaches are surprised sometimes at just how well this team continues to shoot the basketball. We're lucky enough to see it every single day in practice. These guys shoot the lights out every single day in practice. Um, I, I just love our passing. That's that's the part to me where I love just watching the film and just watching these guys make plays after plays for each other. The nonstop passing, nonstop ball movement. Um, to me, that's that's the beauty of it. And then when the ball goes in, nothing's better than that. Talking with some of the guys, you know, practices this week have been intense. You guys are really focusing in and, and trying to, to get some things worked out. It's probably nice as a coach to be able to see these guys come out with that mentality. I know there was a little bit of a four-minute stretch where things weren't going going your way. But overall, you guys came out with a, with a great mindset and really took it to Pepperdine. Yeah, the, the guys really, you know, like you said, there was a four-minute stretch where we, you know, had to call timeout and had to address some issues really, really fast. But other than that, the guys were pretty locked in defensively. New personnel um, were giving a great effort defensively. How do you guys think you did with the isolation defense? Um, I know that was something you guys were working on. It's something that you'll be dealing with, I'm assuming, again with Jordan Ford with St. Mary's. How, how do you feel you did in that uh, in that regard? Uh, way better. You know, it, it was more of a you know, one-on-five feel 
rather than a one-on-one feel, and that's how we want our team. We want it's never going to be one guy against one guy. It's going to be one against five at all times, and that's something that we addressed and that we talked about. Back to the shooting, Toulson had a career-high seven made threes, and, and obviously you saw him up close and personal at UVU as well. How is he a different player this year from even the guy that you saw at UVU? He's just a, he's just a, every single day I get, I get to see him grow as a leader. That's probably the best part. I, I just get to see him grow as a leader and all these guys rally around him and uh, he's unreal to be around every single day. He, he's, you know, why you do this job, you know, because he just brings it every day and just brings such joy to everything he does. So it's, he's been great. Is it crazy to think that we're already at February? I mean, there's really basically another month left of the regular season, and then it's conference tournament time. It's crazy that the season has gone by this fast. It, it has, it has, and think about all the all, all the like every season is a lifetime, and all the things that's kind of gone through this year with Yoli and everything this team has kind of been through, and they just answered the bell. and And uh, man, it's been it's been a great great year so far, and we just need to keep this thing rolling. This may sound like somewhat of an odd question or an obvious question or obvious answer to a question. You didn't have Yoli the first time you faced St. Mary's. You'll have him now. Specifically against a team like St. Mary's, where can Yoli have his biggest impact? Uh, For Yoli to have his his biggest impact, it's offensive rebounds. It's um, obviously in the post. And um, defensively, we we hope him defensively this game, he's just going to have a huge step because he's going to have a huge part of this game. Um, Our ball movement, um, he's going to be huge for that. Uh, I mean, every every game he's played in, our our assist uh, opportunities have been off the charts. So, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm hoping for this game. <laughs> what do you remember from the last game in Moraga? Just a couple weeks ago. It was back on the 9th of January, so not that long ago. What do you remember specifically about that game, and, and then what's the, what's the focus heading into this second matchup? Uh, specifically from that game, it was we weren't great passing the ball, and that, that's something that we talked about as a staff last night, this morning. Obviously, we've been talking about it for the last couple weeks, too. Just our assist opportunities, we're at 20, which was the lowest of the year. And uh, last night we had like 45, something like that. And um, it's just something that when we were on the first side, we were at a .85 points per possession. And when we got to the second and third side, we were at a 1.33 against St. Mary's. So anytime we just passed the ball, moved it side to side one time, our points per possession was just way better. So that's something that we're going to address. And then it's defensively. It, we have to be locked in for 40 minutes because Coach, you know, Coach Bennett's an unbelievable coach. They got really good players over there, and they just kind of wear you down, and, and they just wait for you to screw up, and then they make the play. So we need to be locked into our defensive game plan, defensive principles for 40 straight minutes, and that's, that's a chance to win the game. We mentioned that we're, you're in February. You're starting to now face these teams a second time, and obviously it goes both ways because you face them and they faced you. So there's familiarity on both sides. But how does the familiarity help or hurt the second time around? Uh, it, it really helps um, because our, now our players have a feel. They have a feel of per- personnel and ball screens and and all that stuff. And um, it helps with us as coaches because we get to watch the first film. We're like, oh man, that's we got to run that. We got to do this defensively, this and that. But then they also say, "Well, we know what they're going to do defensively, so we're going to look at this and look at that." So it's 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 just you know preparing our guys the best we can, and and uh, that that's what we're looking forward to. And just guys, just move this ball. We'll, we'll get anything we want here. All right, Cody. I'm going to end with this. 
you know where I'm going with this. It is Super Bowl Sunday. You know I'm a Chiefs fan. So if you say the 49ers, I'm going to end this interview right now. Who are you taking in the Super Bowl 54? I'm going for the Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> now, you're not just saying that because uh, no. of my connection. No, no, no. I am um, not a huge 49ers fan. They just beat my yes. Packers. And it has nothing to do with that, really, at the end of the day. I'm just not a 49ers fan at all. I want the, I want the Chiefs to win. I really like Andy Reid. Um, he used to be an assistant with the Packers. So I'm going for the Chiefs. Very nice. That's what I like to hear. Appreciate it. Great stuff, as always, and good luck against the Gales. Awesome. Thank you. Look, it's just another reason to really enjoy the information that you get from BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger. Great guy. Love talking with him. Appreciate him taking a few minutes, getting us all ready for tonight's big game. Can't say that enough. This is such a big game for BYU as they host the Gales of St. Mary's. Coming up next, we'll head next door to the Marriott Center. You know who's coming up next. Mark Durant. It's our courtside conversation. We'll talk with Mark on the other side as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougars, the Gales, coming your way from the Marriott Center tonight. It's going to be a fun one in the West Coast Conference. We're going to have it for you right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. My name is Jason Shepard. I'll be with you for about uh, 15 more minutes of pregame. Then I'll be back with you during halftime and postgame. In between, you're going to hear a lot of Greg Rubel and Mark Durant. They'll have the call for you. And it's always at this point in pregame where we get to talk with my good friend, Mark Durant. He is our courtside conversation. He joins me now from the Marriott Center. Good evening, Mark. How are you? What up, Mahomes? Oh, yeah. Just uh, one more day. At this point tomorrow, I'm going to know if I'm going to be in a really good mood or a really bad mood. Yeah, I haven't got my invite to the big Super Bowl party yet, so just kind of waiting. Okay, I thought we were coming to your house. We're showing up at your house at 4.30, whether we're invited or not. Come on over. All right. Well, we may just take you up on that. Uh, we will get into specifically this game tonight because, I mean, I've mentioned it a couple of times. I mean, it's cliche, big win or big game, be a huge win for BYU. But going back to Thursday, you always want to see how a team responds to adversity. And the loss at San Francisco would certainly be considered adversity. I thought BYU responded quite well. Obviously, there was a four-minute stretch where things weren't going great, but I thought they responded quite well throughout the course of the game. They get a 27-point win. What impressed you most about that blowout victory over the Waves? I liked how they came out, like you said, got a big lead early, and uh, and then I like how they addressed the, the kind of the problem that they've been having all year and let a team back in, but then they addressed it they rectified it they turned it and went back up and so i mean that's kind of what i'm looking for it that that idea of being up and losing those big leads and losing games has been now a recurrent theme so what i'm hoping to see is is that obviously not happening anymore and and learning and and being able to to do some things in the game to to address what's going on I, i i noted that you know byu Started taking a little bit extra care of the basketball and taking off a little bit more clock. And uh, Yoli was in a little bit of foul trouble, so they didn't couldn't have him on the floor as much as you'd like. But uh, I, I thought they handled it better than they have. And then what this team is really good at, whether it's after a loss or if you have a bad half, the the, the locker room is such that, that they're able to 
address it and get better, and they did that in the second half. So they went from a game where they lost to be, being better in the next game, and then they went in within that next game from a kind of a, a lackluster end of the half to a really good second half. And I don't know if I, I said anything there really, Jason, but what I do like is that I, I just want them to get better and not see the same things over and over again. And even though we saw a little bit of that when Pepperdine uh, made that run, but BYU turned it and uh, and won going away. So that, that was good to see. Yeah, and I honestly, yeah, that's I kind of expected you to go that direction because that's what impressed me the most. And we've seen in recent games where BYU has been able to get a big lead and then the opposition goes on a run and BYU can't recover. So I thought it was very impressive that they had such a large lead. It dwindled down and then the Cougars not only got the lead back but exceeded the previous lead. I thought that showed a lot uh, about this BYU team that they didn't let it bother them. They realized, you know what, didn't play well for about four minutes, but we're going to go out we're going to change from this point on, and that's exactly what they did. So I'm with you in terms of being impressed with that. Something else that I know both of us, and quite honestly anybody that's watched this team this season has been impressed with, is the shooting. And I know we talk a lot about it, but it's still remarkable just how proficient this team is at shooting the basketball. Have they even exceeded your expectations? Because we knew going in this was going to be a strength. Have they even exceeded your expectations with what they're doing shooting the basketball? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the efficiency and the percentages from three, what are their their number two to St. Mary's in the nation in three-point for percentage. And, and, and <laughs> honestly, they've seriously, woefully underperformed in that area the last few years, which was a huge concern for me and, and coach pope talks about this just just the nature of college basketball nowadays you have to be able to get get the three and not just be able to launch you know 25 threes a game but get good looks and so you're shooting a higher percentage and this team does that as well as any i've ever seen you've got you know i, I put jake toulson right up there with the jimmer you know he's shooting around 50 percent from three one of the best in the country uh, you know he's he's certainly the top two or three ever as far as three-point shooting uh, in the merit center and He's playing with a lot of confidence, much more aggressively looking for his threes. And so, uh, I mean, I thought BYU could get, you know, I think they were down around 33 34% last year. I could be wrong. But I thought it was realistic to think that they could get up in the high, you know, 30s. And that was, you know, four or five percentage points. I thought would be a real improvement. They're, I mean, especially in conference, they're up in mid-40s. And it's really... Uh, impressive what they've done from the three and, and and like i said it's not easy it's easy to get a three it's not easy to get a good three and they're that's what this offense does as well as any i've seen and they they got a high assist to turnover uh, they assist on a lot of these buckets so it's not one guy just you know doing everything hero ball and, and jacking up a three it's let's pass it let's move it around and uh and let's get a, a good a good look. And these guys are good enough shooters. If you give them that good look, they're going to hit it at a high rate. And this has been fun to watch. It goes without saying that when you have big games like this, and quite frankly any game, you want to have your best players. You want to have a full roster. Be at your best. And the last time these two teams faced each other, BYU was not at its best. They did not have Yoli Childs. They had a valiant effort, and they had opportunities to win. Didn't go BYU's way. You have Yoli back tonight, which is just a huge deal for the Cougars. I asked this question to Cody Feger in the first segment in the pregame interview. I'm going to ask you the same thing. In a in a matchup specifically against a team like St. Mary's, where can Yoli have his biggest impact? Well, just to, to draw the defense, and I talked about getting those good looks from threes. BYU had a, a 
tough night, I think 33% at St. Mary's. It's because St. Mary's could really take away Jake and TJ. And when you have Yoli on the floor, you just can't do it. I mean, you, you have to balance your defense. And so I think you, will, you get a lot better look from the three-point line uh, in this one. And, and St. Mary's will have to really focus a lot of their defensive energy and attention on on Yoli. And we saw just the other night how good Yoli is if you're – if you're going to double-team him, he'll, he'll just eat you up. And that, that's how they got the uh, most of the 17 threes is uh, they got the other night was because people trying to stop Yoli, double-team, he just cross-court pass, bam, boom, boom, around the perimeter, wide-open three. And, and if you don't double him, he's going to score on you. So uh, he, he just composes a whole new game plan, a whole new scout for any team when he's on the floor. So that was a that was a real killer for BYU. And they still take St. Mary's to overtime in that environment. That's a that's a really impressive outing without Yoli. And I know, you know, talking to Greg here, he, he tweeted out Tanner Krebs is uh, was injured Thursday yep. and he's not been warming up. So they've got their own issue this time on their side, possibly with the, with Tanner maybe not being able to play tonight. He's a big part of what they do. So. I guess you don't want you ever want to see anyone get hurt, but turn around a little fair play as yeah. as St. Mary's might be a little uh, undermanned. When you're talking about the Gales, obviously you've got to know exactly where Jordan Ford is at all times. What makes him so good? Because you know defenses are keen on him, and that's when you know you have a. I mean, that's the same thing with Yoli. Everybody knows, and, and with Toulson and TJ, they're getting the defense's attention, but yet they're still able to come up with the production. That's when you know you've got a, a really good player. How does Jordan Ford, what's, what is his biggest strength and the toughest part to defend? I think the thing about Jordan is he can beat you on every spot on the floor. And what I mean by that is he's a deadly three-point shooter almost from, you know, the the, the, the jump circle once he crosses you have to be guarding him he's that good from three so you have to when you have to get out on him that far then he can beat you off the dribble and not just to the rim he can beat you one foot inside the three he can get in the paint i I watched him you know i was there early at st mary's one game and i was just watching him warm up it's just him and he shot about 30 little uh, teardrop runners in, in the paint and and it's remarkable how accurate he was with that shot. So three, he beats you there. Uh, and the, he gets in the paint, he can hit you with that little teardrop. And then he's just so crafty at the rim. He can score even though he's undersized. And then if you, if you do, even if you do all the good things and you stop him, he's a great passer. And he'll hit. And that's why St. Mary's is one of the best, well, is the best three-point shooting team in the country is because he draws so much attention. I'm talking about attention on defense. He draws it. You've got to devote so many resources to stopping him that, that someone's going to be wide open, and, and he is as good enough, uh, as good as there is at finding them. So just an all-around complete offensive uh, stud. And, uh, again, you know, you think, well, if we could just get rid of this guy next year, we'll be fine. Like, <laughs> if we could just get rid of Della Vadova, we're going yeah. to be fine. And then there's always another guy that steps up, and he – He's as good as, as ever played at St. Mary's and fun to watch. Brings us to our keys to the game. Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I think these teams are remarkably similar, but what St. Mary's does not have is a Yoli child. And uh, so I'm going to say if Yoli can get uh, uh, 2010 
uh, and BYU just has a, an average night from the three, it should be enough here in the Merritt Center to get a win. I saw that there were people uh, camping out. Uh, they Everybody knows how big of a game this is. This is going to be an exciting atmosphere. What's it feel like in there still 40 minutes away from tip-off or so? The Rock is just amazing. It's pretty full over there. They've been camping out. And listen, this game is so massive. This is so, so big. And it's time, Jason. It is time for BYU to assert itself in its rightful place as the runner-up to Gonzaga. <laughs> No more runner-up to Gonzaga. It's time in history to put St. Mary's in your rearview mirror, and it starts tonight, my friend. The man has spoken, and I love every second of it. Mark, great stuff. Thank you very much. As always, great insight. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. Thanks, brother. There we go. Mark Durant, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. We'll take a timeout, come back, update you on some action over at the Smith Field House. Number two, men's volleyball taking on number three, UCSB, for the second night in a row. We'll update you on how that match is going, plus some college basketball scores in top 25. It's all coming up next as we get you ready for BYU and St. Mary's on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU and St. Mary's coming your way in about 40 minutes from the Marriott Center. Welcome back in to Cougar Pregame Live. Let's update you on other local action. The Southern Utah Thunderbirds at home hosting Idaho State. Bengals right now with a five-point lead over the T-Birds at 17-12, 10.40 to go in the first half. Weber State on the road at Northern Colorado, just under 10 minutes in the first half, and the Wildcats find themselves down 10. It is 19-9 in favor of Northern Colorado. The only other local team that will play tonight is Utah State, and they are on the road at San Diego State, that game tipping off at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Earlier today, it was women's basketball on the road at Gonzaga, and the Cougars fall to the Zags 59-44. It's a season-high 24 for Brenna Drollinger. Mentioned men's volleyball, number two in the country, taking on number three, UC Santa Barbara. They are in set number three. It is tied at 1-1. In set three, the Cougars with a three-point lead at 15-12. Uh, top 25 action games going on right now. Number nine, Duke, leading at Syracuse 49-42. Uh, two finals from earlier today. Number one, Baylor defeats TCU 68-52. And number two, Gonzaga wins at San Francisco, and it was not easy. Zags get the win, 83-79 over the Dons. Coming up next, we're going to get you next door to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back. Courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the Cougs host St. Mary's in a marquee matchup that will go a long way toward determining whether BYU qualifies for the NCAA tournament. I am Greg Grubel with tonight's play-by-play. Joined on the call by the beloved former BYU Ironman, my 23-season broadcast partner, the one and only Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, tonight marks... The start of the second half of the Cougars Conference campaign, and at five and three, BYU needs a win tonight to uh, well tie St. Mary's for second place in league and remain in contention for that two seed in Vegas. More importantly, though, BYU's tourney at large candidacy all but kind of rides on a home win over the Gales. This game could not be any bigger for BYU. Greg, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my day today, if I could. Please, I slept in. I woke up, had one of the best breakfasts I've ever had. Stuffed French toast, Mm. celestial kingdom bacon. I mean, it was amazing. (laughs) Then I go play nine holes of golf on February 1st in Utah. Of course you do. 50 degrees, beautiful. (laughs) Play good. I even worked in the yard. You know, that's bad for a lot of people. I love working in the yard. I got to work in the yard in February. And uh, then we come down. I meet my buddy Russ Larson, our families. It's a big big get-together at Bam Bam's Barbecue. Mm. Has some swachos. What I'm trying to get across to you, my friend, is this has the makings of the perfect day. All it takes. All it takes is (laughs) beating the snot out of the gales. I want want them crushed. I don't want to just squeak it out. I want to to just demolish them, and then we might all get translated. If that happens, at least I will. But this game is so massive I will not accept anything but a victory today if I have to go out there and run up and down twice because that's all I could do and foul people I will do it this game has got to be won no excuses get out there get it done you got the team to do it make it happen P.S. Mark would take a one-point win (laughs) if it comes to that just don't ruin my perfect perfect day all right, when we come back, we'll get the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Tonight here at the Marriott Center, 16-7, BYU hosting 19-4, St. Mary's. The Gales one win away from a 20-win season for a 13th straight season. Standing in their way, the Cougars, winners of nine in a row on the home hardwoods. Last time BYU and St. Mary's met in Provo last year, the Cougars were winners, defeating a Gales team that goes on to win the WCC tournament and play in the NCAA tournament, while BYU missed out on the postseason altogether. This year, it's a much better BYU team trying to make it. Two home wins in a row over the visitors from Moraga. Time now for our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. Coach Pope now talking about uh, getting a second crack at St. Mary's 23 days after BYU took an overtime loss in the East Bay. 
you know, I, I couldn't have more respect for a coach or a team than I do for St. Mary's. They're, you know, what they've done historically is incredible, and the toughness they play with, and the way that they find ways to win, and and uh, is really special. And and so, um, these are the, you know, this is, this is an important game for us. We need to come really, really perform well, compete as hard as we can, and be and play as tough as we can. Uh, to give ourselves a chance to win. And toughness for us means winning 50-50 balls. It means winning the battle on the boards. It means really, really uh, protecting the defensive glass. And it means that we, on the defensive end, that every single possession we take uh, with the utmost care that we communicate, that we play really, really physical, and that we're fully engaged in every defensive possession. If we can compete in the toughness end of this game, we're going to have a chance to win it. As long as you score more, it's the only thing that matters. But you guys have allowed 80 or more in three of the last four games. That has to have your attention. It does, um, and it's it's, um, it's it's concerning. It's something we need to remedy, uh, and our guys are focused on it. We will. Um, you know, we're, we're not in a great stretch for us defensively right now, and, and, and that is um, you're going to have, I mean, in the course of a season, you're going to have ebbs and lulls, and it's certainly not because the guys aren't, aren't uh, trying or, paying attention to it right now it's just we just got to get our edge back uh our energy back uh you know we need the guys off the bench to come with unbelievable intensity and commitment and uh you're also playing good teams so all those things together is um is a recipe for us kind of right in the ship defensively now you know i'm still proud of us as a, as a team defending um but but we can do better and we need to do better to become the team we want to become over the years you've played and coached is there one maybe thing that people might say is a simple thing that each guy can work on that actually does make you a better defensive team well yeah i mean you start and it's it's so um it's really really uh easy to kind of wash over but the difference between college teams and pro teams when you walk into practice is when you walk into an nba practice everybody is talking all the time uh they're talking they're 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 verbalizing every single thing they see and every single thing they're anticipating and um that's that is uh a really simple thing. It doesn't have to do with uh, being really quick or long or being in a stance or having a huge IQ. It just has to do with communicating with your team how you're going to guard as a team. And um, that's something that we're working towards, and hopefully we'll make some more progress here. Both teams being challenged defensively tonight because BYU and St. Mary's are two of the best offensive teams in all the game. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, we're working hard on that part of the ball, too. And, um, you know, we need to consistently stay there. And, you know, it's the same themes that we were talking about all season long. And you just kind of inch along and try and improve by degrees. But, you know, it's a philosophy. You know, being the aggressor, pace, space, extra pass, and force is really important for us. And it's something the guys have continued to try and build on. Um, the idea of working really hard to get a great shot instead of settling for a hard shot is a concept that's really important to us. And it's contributed a lot to the success we've had shooting the ball and, you know, f- uh, forceful things like keeping your dribble alive and and in this game it's going to be coming to a jump stop in the lane when you don't keep your dribble alive so that you still have a chance to make a move that you're not going you know St. Mary's is so good at walking through your body and and sometimes players expect fouls we're not getting any of those calls we will get zero of those calls because St. Mary's does it in a way that that the refs don't call fouls it's credit to them and so we can't get frustrated by that or 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 or, uh, expect that we have to find ways to work around it so the physicality we approach the room is really important and a whole host of other things are important to us continue to be successful offensively does does, does something special happen for teams that are in the mix like BYU when the calendar flips to February (laughs) well I think for everybody February is a challenging month um February is a separating month also um 
you know February is is uh, you know you see you see teams raise up and just and just m- m- grind their way through and then you see teams that uh, struggle a little bit in February and then they end up spending the last two weeks of February trying to catch up um, and it's it's a special month in basketball because everybody's emotionally fatigued and physically fatigued and and the teams that have a real special toughness uh, they'll work their way through it. You know, Gonzaga is a great example today. Yep. You know, they barely come away with a win at San Francisco and 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 it's not about winning pretty or winning easy. It's about finding a way to win at this point in the season. That's where all your cards have to be. Just find a way to be engaged enough to win, and you have to face every game like that and hope that on most of the games you come out on top. Expecting the biggest crowd of the season tonight. Hope it's a real special night. Coach, thanks for the preview, and then we'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. All right, that is BYU head coach Mark Pope in tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar tip off show, and you're listening to BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We're coming to you live from the Marriott Center ahead of BYU and St. Mary's. The Gales have won seven of the last nine meetings between these two programs. BYU won the last one played here last year. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Greg Rubel and Mark Durant, your commentary tandem. Our statistician is BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Jack Bagley. Coordinating producer, Terry South. BYU Radio engineer, Barry Squires. Our broadcast interns are Jeffrey Carroll at BYU Radio. Max Clark and Connor Aist here at the Marriott Center. We're coming to you live on the BYU Sports Network, the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tonight's game pitting two of the best offensive teams in college basketball and the two best teams from the three-point line. St. Mary's ranks first, BYU second, both teams top 15 in field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage, and Ken Palm offensive efficiency. Offense clearly not an issue for BYU, but defending St. Mary's could be. The last few games, BYU struggling mark to stop teams and stop runs. We've seen BYU give up some big leads in short spans of time this season, and it's a problem the Cougars have to solve if they are to win games, I think, like this one tonight and, and maximize their potential down the stretch. Yeah, even when their offense is just unbelievable, they've had games where they've lost, and that means the other team was even better, and that means your defense was pretty bad. And we've seen that several times this year. Hopefully it's getting better, and you learn the rotations, and you help off these. You stay in front of your man, but then if you get beat, you have the good rotations. I noticed one thing in the other night that was really causing BOU trouble is you get on-ball on, on, on screens and things like that, their big man defensively has to get out and hedge, right? Well, if you're, if you're guarding the guy on the ball, you have got to get through that screen. You might get screened a little bit, but you got to get right back there, and then the big man can get back. And, and several times that guy getting screened got screened and got stuck. 
And then every time that happened, three or four times I watched this happen, the other team got a good look. You've got to be able to get through that screen. You've got to fight. You've got to work every possession. You've got to be on your rotations. And BYU's athletically, they're going to be, you know, they don't have rim protectors, so you have to be that much better at stopping and, and executing the right way. All right, we're taking a short break now. A conversation with St. Mary's assistant coach, Justin Joyner, is on the other side. As the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues, we are live in the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. Game of the night in the West Coast Conference is BYU hosts St. Mary's. The Gales trail league-leading Gonzaga and occupy solo second place in the WCC. BYU's a game back of the Gales and can forge a tie with Randy Bennett's team with a win here tonight. The Gales are on a four-game win streak coming into this evening's game. They've won 10 of 12 overall, including an overtime win over BYU earlier this month in Moraga. Since last facing BYU, St. Mary's has made a notable lineup change and makes another one tonight due to injury. The injuries to Tanner Krebs, who did not travel for tonight's game. Alex Dukas is the new starter in place of Tommy Cousy, but Cousy will likely get back into the starting lineup tonight without Krebs. I spoke with Gale's assistant coach, Justin Joyner, a short time ago about the Dukas emergence here at the Marriott Center. No doubt. I think it's the natural progression of like a freshman. We knew he's good. He's, he's kind of come along and shown that his numbers are good and he's been playing well in practice, so we're happy to have him playing well right now for us. And what a luxury to be able to bring a guy like Tommy Cousy then off the bench. No doubt. Yeah, Tommy has so much valuable experience in our program, four years in our program. Obviously, it started last year in our NCAA tournament team. So to have him coming off the bench and kind of leading that second group and and then and being able to rely on him off the bench is obviously a huge, huge bonus for us. Watching Thursday's win over Portland, I see uh, Tanner Krebs on a closeout kind of stumble, and then he takes himself out and has to go to the locker room. We didn't see him the rest of the way. Uh, how's Tanner coming along in the two days since? Yeah, he's coming along well. I think uh, all, all x-rays came back pretty pretty negative, so that's good. We're just you know kind of awaiting to see what will happen. But, uh, yeah, he'll be fine in the long run. So uh, it's, it's scary, obviously. He's a senior for us. He's, he's obviously our third leading scorer, so it's, it's scary. But uh, we're happy to know that he's, he's, he's okay. Okay, first time the BYU and St. Mary's met, Yoli Childs had just gotten injured two days before the game. You didn't see him. Uh, recollections of the game without Yo and what you expect to get from BYU with him tonight? <laughs> uh, well, without Yo, they were, I think they were really high octane still. I mean, I think Haas and Toulson obviously took a lot of the scoring load on, and they can do that. They're really good players. Um, so with Yo, they just become <laughs> even more powerful offensively in terms of interior presence and on the boards, and then he can stretch the floor as well. So they become so much more high-octane. They're really one of the best offensive teams in the country. Both teams, BYU and St. Mary's, had comfortable wins on Thursday, but uh, BYU's game with Pep did get down to six points at one point. They showed how explosive they can be. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we know that they are one of the best offensive teams in the country and one of the best teams in the country, and... I would say <laughs> you're never going to get a comfortable game in this league. I think the league's so good. We played at LMU, and it was we were up 22 and a half, and you feel like it's comfortable, then they cut it to eight, and it's just the league's just so up, so strong. You're going to be tested every night. So I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was a comfortable win for us, but uh, it's nice to get one. WCC right now kind of shows a top tier once again, but whether it's USF or Pep or Santa Clara, yeah. I think you can say that uh, it's a deeper top to middle league than it's been in a while. No question. I think there's a lot of there's obviously a lot of time left in league play. There's things are going to shake out, and it's going to be interesting to see how it does. I think obviously USF's playing really good ball right now. 
Yoli's back for BYU. Um, Gonzaga's, whatever, Gonzaga's a little shorthanded right now. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. So it's, it's, it's a fun league, it's a good league, and it's a great time to be a part of the WCC. USF almost got the Zags today. They played with six guys and pulled it out. No doubt. I think <laughs> I think their depth is being tested right now. Obviously, they got Tim coming off the bench, and he played well for him tonight. So Gonzaga's going to be Gonzaga, and I think the rest of the league is obviously really good, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a test for the Zags every night. There's a lot of self-interest involved here in this next question uh, because both BYU and St. Mary's, if not exactly in the same boat or kind of in the same neighborhood, but tonight's game, if not you know a true qualification game, a lot of folks who make the bracket are looking to see what happens here tonight with these two teams. No doubt. I think you have, obviously, BYU being where they're at, I think 27 or 28 in the net. We're at like 32, 33. So we're kind of right on that bubble. Some Most, pe- most people have us in, but... Uh, it's a big-time game. It's an opportunity, obviously, for a, for a quad one game for us. And then, you know, for BYU, it's a, it's a big-time game for them as well. So no, no one's hiding that. Both teams better be ready to play because it's going to be a good one. Your building has its own vibe, and the Marriott Center vibe is, is a different feel altogether. How juiced are your guys about playing in this building every year when it rolls around? You know, you got to be ready for the fight, but you can't jump the fight. You know it's going to be a great environment. You know that BYU's going to go on runs. They're great here. They're great here. And, uh... You got to be ready for that. You got to weather the storm and and just lock into doing your job every possession. Coach Joyner, always, always good to talk with you. We'll see you in Vegas. Sounds good. Good seeing you, Greg. That is St. Mary's assistant coach Justin Joyner. Time now for you be the judge. Sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to legallymineusa.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. T.J. Haas, five three-pointers away from moving into third place on BYU's career three-point tally behind Jimmer Fredette and Jonathan Tavernari, who currently sits behind those two players in third place. The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, so BYU and St. Mary's straight ahead. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. T.J. Haas, five three-pointers away from moving into third place on BYU's career. Three-point tally behind Jimmer Fredette and Jonathan Tavernari, who currently sits behind those two players in third place currently at BYU. I'm going to say it's not it's not Chase Fisher because he was only here two years, so it's got to be Jackson Emery. It's Jackson Emery. Well done, Mark. All right, a few final thoughts before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Getting you set for BYU and St. Mary's. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you. And uh, we can already tell, Mark, it's going to be the biggest crowd of the year for BYU and St. Mary's. And a little Marriott Center magic would come in handy tonight. They need it. I mean, this is going to be what it's all about in college basketball. This is what you play for. Go out and get it done. All right. Tip-off of BYU and St. Mary's is coming up right after this. It feels like the biggest game of the year, and it really, truly is for the Cougars. A fun night, we hope, is in store. Come back and stay with us. Join us for tonight's BYU basketball game. Cougars and Gales right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.